everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, talking about geek culture and drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Yes. Coffee. Mm. Yes. Uh, we're back on a regular schedule. Like, not every week, but every two weeks. It's our new regular schedule. Yes, it's our new regular we're committing schedule. to it. As you yeah. said last time, we're committing to this every other week thing. Yeah, and I think it'll be more sustainable. So, thanks for journeying with us, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, what's on the agenda today, Brain? <laughs> same thing. Same thing. It is every day, John. Try to take over the geek world. I don't know that I want to take it over. I'll yeah, I don't either. Be a actually. part of it. Yeah, I, I just I'm want to cool be part of it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to take over anything. I don't want actually. to be Kang quite yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Although Kang was very good, and that's what we're going to talk about, friends. We're we're going to get through our uh, all of our usual propers here real quick, and then we're going to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Yeah. But let's get through the propers first, Dave. Let's do that. So everybody, thanks for finding us in whatever manner you did. Uh, just to run down all the ways that you can connect with us, John. Yeah, so we're on social, guys. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're not really active on Twitter anymore. Uh, but yeah, TikTok, yeah. We try to be a little bit active on TikTok these days. So hunt us down there. Uh, coffee underscore the letter N underscore the word capes. If you're watching us on YouTube, we put it in the little note down in the bottom. Bye. Because we are also on YouTube. So if you're watching us, you found us on YouTube. We have a website, coffee, the letter N, the word capes.com. Or you can just type in comics.coffee and that will take you to the website. At the website, we have all kinds of magical things like coffee and comic books. It's so weird. <laughs> and we've added some toys. That's pretty cool. Like I saw some, that. That's very fun. Yeah, there's some fun toys that have been added in there as well. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Because um, we are going to be doing a live sale on Instagram, like our first ever kind of like live thing on social, interacting with the community, uh, doing some claim sales on some comics, giving away some coffee, just having fun. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Like, I really hope some of you folks that listen to us will will give us a watch on there just so we can interact. Yeah, stop in and say hi. It'd be like if we yeah. if we opened a store somewhere. Yeah, you know, we would we would want you guys to come in and say hi, so we can yeah. put like, you know, I guess we're not going to put faces with names, but you can put faces with names if you don't watch us, right? Um. So anyway, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram, and then uh, what's our Instagram handle? Coffee underscore the letter N underscore the word Capes. There you go. And then um, yeah, if you're listening to us, capes. yeah, there you go, Coffee and Capes. Uh, if you're listening to us, then you found us on however you consume your your podcasty goodness. Um, so Spotify, iTunes. You know what? I'm gonna throw this out there. We would really love some reviews on yeah. iTunes, um, and not just like the little stars, like maybe a comment. So here's what I'm gonna say: If you go in and give us a review. Uh, then in two weeks, right? But you got to, so here's how it's going to work. You got to give us a review. Be nice. Five-star review. It needs to be a five-star five star, review. Five-star review. We take four, three. We don't need it. Um, Three and below, like, just keep your comments to yourself. No, it's okay. We, but You're not going to get entered into anything. But if you give us a review, 
put the whole thing in tag uh tag yourself in our instagram feed when this podcast episode goes out on the instagram feed find it go in tag yourself say that you did a review uh we'll verify it right and then in two weeks we will announce a winner and we'll give you uh shop exclusive and maybe send you some coffee what i know it's crazy it's crazy right speaking of Let's talk about shop. Do you have a shop exclusive? And tell it, remind people what a shop exclusive is. Just so to... shop exclusive, right? So this is, whew, yeah, Draculina number one. This is the full dress art version of it um, by the cover. It's done by David Sanchez. So shop exclusive, guys, if you're if you're in the comic book collecting world, you know what that is. If you're not, uh, what it is is, you know, we got one of our favorite artists to do a cover to this amazing book. Like I said, Draculina Blood Simple number one. You can see on the back. It has I love our... that back cover too. Our yeah, that's pretty cool. Capes is so nice and prominent. It's great. Yeah. Um, um, so exclusive Draculina and Raging Cajun Kickups, right? It's a great combination. And if you're listening to this and not watching it and you didn't see any of that and you want to see it, you can just go to our website and you can see those. You can see that shop exclusive, that amazing cover by David Sanchez. And yeah and um coffee and cake favor give david a follow on on social as well yes he's a he's a great guy he's done two covers for us he did the exile he did this draculina cover um but we will again if you give us a review right then go over to instagram if you don't follow us give us a follow find the post for this episode um do a little tagging action in there let us know you gave a review uh, tag a friend to let them know to listen to the show as well yes. and then we'll enter you into a giveaway and we will send you uh draculina a copy of our shop exclusive draculina which was limited to 500 only 500 have been printed and we will send you a bag of coffee unless you're unless you want k-cups then we'll send you some k-cups but most people you know want bags of coffee and we do have bags of coffee so uh again right Little contest just so we can, you know, say thanks for giving us yes, the review. Absolutely. It's really what yeah. we're doing there. And yeah. uh, we we do love to give stuff away. We give things away every month. Every month, actually. Yeah, every month. We just sent Jerry his his prize package from uh winning the January. January Golden Funko. Yeah, January Golden Funko, because we're in February, so it would have been January. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just got that sent off. Jerry. We just got to send off to you. Jerry, good Congratulations. Job, Congratulations. Thanks for the support, buddy. Um, have fun with that. Jerry won a Something is Killing the Children hardbound volume one, second print. It's and then nice. he won it. That set is nice. Dude, it's amazing. It's so good. It was so hard to pack that up for him because I wanted to keep it. <laughs> like, what you want to? I want it for myself. Yeah. No. And then um and then Jerry also won a metal cover of the exiled number one david sanchez uh shop exclusive that he did for us on that which is just beautiful and amazing as well for okay, sure guys give david uh, a follow on instagram he is d sanchez artist and he's a super nice guy just the he's nice really guy. a nice like just you know and if you need some proof that he's a nice guy go back and find our our episode where we interviewed him 
and you will discover it immediately. 100%. Yeah. And guys, if you're if you're into shop exclusives, we have some cool couple cool ones coming up. Then we're taking a little break for a couple months um, from putting out shop exclusives. But we do have a couple more. One just in time for C2E2, which we will announce next week. We're going to announce it next week. Uh, we'll give you a little little teaser. The cover is by the absolutely wonderful and kind and talented Trish Forstner, um, who, uh, if you're a Stray Dogs fan, and you love that like kind of Disney-esque style that is Trish's, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. We are so excited to finally be able to reveal that cover. Um, and it is a, a C2E2 release. Even though we won't have a booth there, uh, it's kind of our release for C2E2. We, nice. I'll be there. I'm going to wander around for a little bit and hand out some cards and those kinds of things. And maybe even like interview people. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about cool. it. <clears throat> thinking nice. about, yeah, thinking about doing some interviews and asking people like crazy, crazy questions. Crazy questions, kids. We like to ask crazy. <laughs> would you rather? Yeah. yeah, would you rather? And then um, we've got another one. A Batman's utility belt or Thor's hammer? Batman's utility belt. <laughs> You may not be able to lift Thor's hammer. Ah, that's good. That's that's good catch. Yeah, but I can lose a couple of fingers playing with Batman's utility. Belt. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so enough of that. Uh, Dave, take it away. All right, friends. Well, uh, we watched Ant Man and Wasp and the Wasp Quantumania together last week. It was great. To be together and be able to be in a theater and uh, and enjoy that. Even though we are the curse of the theater. <laughs> we are the curse of the theater. <laughs> and the second time Dave and I have gone to see a movie there uh, in the last one month. Yeah. And yeah. Each time there has been some absolutely. <laughs> Just bananas weird thing. Bananas <laughs> technical like issue. Yeah. And anyway. We went to see Avatar and the like the color was completely off for like all it was pink movies. and green it was like neon pink and green and it was so <laughs> weird and screwy and you pointed out in this this other one and this time we went and saw uh when we went and saw ant-man quantum mania the power went out yeah the power went out <laughs> and the poor person that worked for the theater last time there was a technical issue happened to be working this the day because you pointed out it's the same person down yeah. there from last time <laughs> standing in the theater they're back to everybody who's annoyed <sighs> staring at the screen so they can finally radio in yes it's working and screw you guys for making me do this again um, anyway kendall yeah, theater in oswego though is like i, I love that theater that's yeah. a, it's a good theater yeah we got what like a minute maybe maybe not two minutes into the movie and it just completely... I don't think we were through like the Marvel like no because it was it was that opening scene with Janet in the oh yeah 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 you're right you're right okay. the, uh, quantum realm and then just everything went black or dark rather everything just shut off yeah yeah but so. they got it going again and we did not have to see the entire uh all set the of previews again we thought for a second we were gonna because they yeah because they started playing them there. again and then they yeah and fast forwarded yeah, it was great. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I believe the 31st Marvel movie. Is it really? Isn't that bananas? 
Like, Are you it is insane. Right? Um, I'm not positive. I did not do the math myself, but I was listening to it. one of the uh, movie um, critic podcasts that I listened to said they counted and it was 31. Wow. That's bonkers. Right. Okay. Dating back to when did Iron Man? Well, 2008. But the question is, are we only counting these or are we counting like Blade in there? And mm, I think that, well, I don't know. I think it's probably only Marvel Studios movies, like starting with Iron Man. Okay. Because um, by the time we got to um, Endgame, that was 22, right? So we probably have had nine know. since then. I don't know. But I don't know. Anyway, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. And we are we are here to talk about Ant-Man which is the, the first movie of phase five right that's correct yes yeah phase four ended with uh wakanda forever yeah ended on kind of a you know kind of solemn sad, though. yeah solemn that's a good word for it solemn yeah, yeah. Solemn. and then yeah. you made a really good point around like kind of ant-man seem the ant-man movies seem to follow like heavier movies yeah right right because the first one came out after I think Civil War. Well, no, it couldn't have because no, Civil War because Ant Man was in Civil War. Yeah. yeah, it had to come up before. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I should have, but I know the okay. second one came out after Infinity after uh, Infinity War. So everybody just been snapped out, and then we got Ant Man two. That is incorrect, sir. Are you sure? because okay. he gets they get snapped and he's at the, the end they get snapped but you don't you don't realize that it had been like the timing of it throughout the movie of two no because he had to go all the way through two because they were investigating the quantum realm i don't think the timing's right okay that could be right. anyway doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> we, we could look this up but you know, homework. I'm too old yeah. to do homework. We'll, we'll look it up and get back to you guys. Um, but let's talk about this movie. Yeah. So anyway, right? it does feel like that. Well, wherever they come out, it feels like they come out and provide a little bit of comedy relief after a heavy movie. Yes. And yeah, for sure, it, this case after following uh, Wakanda Forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It was, and it's interesting. Like this is so. This is now officially like the worst tied for the worst critically reviewed Marvel movie with Eternals. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's and that seems harsh to me. It seems super harsh to me. But yeah. fan-wise, it's solid. Like fans seem to really enjoy it. Now there's there's those of course that don't and you get that all the time, right? And and there's always that split, but the vast majority of like movie goers, yeah. Um actually seem to really enjoy the movie and i have to say like i enjoyed it i did too I that was, was our immediate reaction remember like the moment it was done you and i looked at each other and said that was fun yeah yeah and i think that and i don't know what so we talked a little bit about this right so there's definitely some critic fatigue around superhero movies for sure and especially and specifically marvel movies Yes, specifically Marvel movies, but there's absolutely some critic fatigue around superhero movies. Yeah. And and sure, I get that, right? If you're a professional movie critic, like that's your job, 
is you're you're a yeah. professional movie critic you're you're probably a pretty solid cinephile and that is the, that is the thing um you know where you're you're very much into cinema you probably watch a lot of foreign movies you know just very artistically done sure films dramas you know and all of a sudden like let's say you've been doing it for 20 years and you've had to watch 31 marvel movies in that time and you're not a comic book person it's by this time you're probably like yeah you know what f my life <laughs> right and and that's the the sense that i get from not the f my life part but the <laughs> everything else that you said um from the the critics that i've read like they're just tired of the marvel thing well and we talked about too so Marvel is following a pattern that we see a lot in comic books, right? In, in comic book storylines, we have these big, uh, you know, world spanning stories, crossover events that like everybody's in crossover everybody events, books. everything else, and yeah. they tie and they and they tie all into each other, right? Yeah, so everybody's right. kind of you know part of everybody's story, and and with good reason right that continuity is is something that we all enjoy it keep, it, it makes you go buy a different book than what you normally buy to sure. be able to see what's going on yeah. um but if you if you've been a fan right for a long time the stories that keep us baby froze because you're typing on your computer Sorry. and you're froze i was trying um, to look something up i will not do that yeah. Uh, so think about right the the stories we got in phase one, and we talked about this very much earthbound stories. Yeah, earthbound heroes. Sure, yes. you had Thor, right? But even in Thor's first one, he came to Earth, right? From Asgard, he <laughs> came to Earth. There was a little bit of Asgard in Dark World. Again, on Earth, little bit of like space but not yeah. a ton right some asgard and some dark world stuff but again earth so lots of earthbound crises which gives it a much more grounded feeling sure right sure it's not reality we get that but it is a little bit more like relatable for some people because we're like oh, okay that's a street and that's the, you know <laughs> those are destructions of buildings and we understand sure. right the basic stuff Oh, there's a there's people in a coffee shop or right and then driving get, cars you know, or whatever. Yeah, sure. Or there's a there's some version that looks like kind of like the FBI or some or the CIA or something. Yeah, they call it Shield, but it's it's people. Right, it's people. So it's it's yeah. relatable, right? It feels grounded. Yeah. Um. But as time has gone on, right, we're in a phase now that really involves like galaxy spanning and we see this in the comics that where there's like some big thing that happens on earth like civil war right yeah. and then what happens is we get reminded that there's these bigger problems out there outside of what just is involved in our planet so while everybody's scrambling through civil war all of a sudden like the scrolls are invading and the Cree yeah. empire is collapsing and you know galactus is making his way to the planet or kang is you know or thanos or what have you <clears throat> or you have incursions and yep. like, like there's a, just this much larger universe at play and there's all these multiverses multiverses and so we've had some weird like 
kind of weird imagination stretching movies in the last phase for sure with dr strange and the multiverse of madness right with Thor, uh love and thunder ragnarok right Right. um yeah all of those well and eternals like yeah that's on earth but there's this whole the whole celestial thing right but like you know there's the space god kind of movie right like we talked about coming out of the movie is that what we're getting now is we're getting these far fetched like far reaching really stretch your imagination stories to introduce much larger problems right that are that are like world ending potentially world ending events and then we get this like random earthbound story in like wakanda forever that introduces you know an undersea whatever but it's it's earthbound to remind us like what's at stake right so while these other crazy adventures are happening with like a Kang the Conqueror or the Council of Kangs, right, that could come in Oof, and potentially yes. wipe out our planet, like while we're we're seeing this and the power that it involves, every now and then we get the and here's what's at stake. Like this is what we could lose to try and build the drama and build like that aspect of it. And I think if you're not if you haven't been following comics for a long time, right? And I guess for a few years at least and and been through a few crossover events and and whatnot, like or or watched yeah, yeah, or or collected a a long run of even a singular book where you get those sort of like here are the like six six issues in a row where it's all local stuff, and then here's the four issues where we're out in in space or in some other like crazy dimension or something yeah you're like what is happening like where did we get like how did this happen he's out in like the i don't know where he is but yeah one of my favorite runs in comics was infinity um Mm -hmm. where they talked about incursions yeah and you had the builders and you know such a right ex nilaho and like such a storyline like the yeah. planet like builders and the planet destroyers and, and star brand which is continuing to be a thing yes yeah right. and so that that was like one of my favorite crossover events it's really brilliantly like written there's some beautiful art in there there's some questionable art in there but <laughs> and some of the issues yeah. but um just phenomenal and that's one of those things right like you get a couple issues where everybody's fighting on earth right yeah. you've got the earthbound team that's like we got to hold the line here while right. cap and everybody else goes out into space to try and face the the bigger galaxy threat and then everybody ends up back at earth because thanos is a dick and <laughs> right right so and then we get that piece of it and i think you know in defense of what people are kind of saying about this is I think that's what we're seeing now, right? Kang is not an earthbound villain. Kang didn't sprout from like a garage where he, you know, was a right. bad guy or yeah, he didn't or steal just stealing tech. Starts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't stealing yeah. tech. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny. We both went there. Yeah. Um, he's a, a universal, like multiversal galaxy spanning Right. time spanning yeah yeah time spanning rather sorry and jonathan yeah. majors so good that out of the park he's a tremendous actor he really is i mean i've, I've never seen him in anything that he wasn't just terrific in. oh no, i can't believe like 
the stuff they've canceled that like Lovecraft of... Country was one of my favorite things of the last couple of years. Yeah. It's such a huge bummer that they canceled that. And I didn't understand why they canceled it. And I, I mean, maybe it's because he signed this. Maybe I would he wasn't available with other stuff. Or maybe yeah. Just and, and maybe weird they... stuff's going on over at HBO and all of the. I mean, that was that was canceled even before, like the ownership change or whatever happened there at HBO where they started canceling a bunch of stuff. But yeah, that that show was phenomenal. Yeah. And he was uh, man, what else was he in? He's just been in a, a ton of stuff. Man, he he was just in a, a Korean War movie. Yeah, yep, Devotion. He was so good. At, like, right. He's just a great actor. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the upcoming uh, Creed movie. Right, yes. Yeah. With, oh my uh, god, he is friggin' jacked in that. Yeah, Creed. yeah, he's super jacked for that role. He was never really a little no, dude. No, no, but he's significant. No, you're correct. But he's like noticeably bigger in the Creed previews. He carries the reason I like him as Kang is is a couple things. His he carries a level of like intensity about him. Yes, in his roles, emotional intensity, right? Not and not like violent emotional intensity, just emotional intensity that he sells so easy. Like For the sure. sadness that right. he sells, uh, Janet. At the beginning, where she's telling the story, like they're doing the flashback of, yep, you know, her meeting Kang and how devastated he was, and how he was like, one of these days you're just going to open the door, and she's going to be there, and you felt like he was genuinely like this was going to be something, yep. you know, he was he was a good guy, and then she touches the ship and finds out he is a conqueror, like that's mm -hmm. what he does, yeah. Um, and then the menace that suddenly showed, like the That's shift a great from, word for it, menace. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The shift from yeah. that in that emotional, like I'm your friend, I'm here that to help. We're in this together. To, yeah, into, into like, oh no, I will smash you if you get in my way, Janet. Correct. Like, yeah. And he's got that. Jonathan Majors has that, um, veiled rage, mm -hmm. thing down to a t like he yes. can go like the, the like the picture that i have for me right here like you, you can see the pathos there you can see the sadness you can see the pain uh -huh. and he can very quickly change that to very believable anger and menace and violence well look at his face in the picture behind me right yes right that is that a is, do is not f with hate. me yeah that's that's a hate right there on that face that yeah. is like i am in a burn you and everything to the ground and man he just think about his first introduction as kang in the loki series it was a completely different character than what we got in this right and he sold it easy for sure yeah right? i haven't thought about this before do you think the the kang that we met in the loki series is this same version of kang that was in this movie or do you think that's no, a different one? i think it's different. probably a different one right well, he, remember that here. one was saying that like he was kind of the one that kept everybody at bay. Yeah. Right. He's like, if you kill me, they're they're coming. This one was more aggressive. Like he was going to kill them, and he was winning. And and the crazy thing about that was there was a time in that movie, sitting there listening to Jonathan Majors talk about 
what he why he was doing what he was doing with the incursions mm -hmm. and everything else where you thought he might actually be a good version of kang right like and she was just misunderstanding him and then we see him like start destroying everything and you're like okay so you know he's he, he's, he still is a despot yeah, because he was like, you kill women, men, women, and children to get, you know, like you mentioned, the peacemaker thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm here to get make peace happen, peace. no matter how many I mean, men, women, and, women children and children I have to, I have kill, to kill to do it. Yeah, and, yeah. and that that's clearly him, right? Yeah, Jonathan Majors, like, he's. I'm excited to see where this goes with him, for sure. And it was fun at the end where we got to see a whole bunch of different versions. The Council Kang, of Kangs. The Council of Kangs. We got the uh, Immortus-looking one. Mm -hmm. um, the, like, sort of Egyptian-looking one. And and I forget what the other one was. The main one. Kind of like... Tap, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of the, like, almost cyborg kind of kind of one. Yeah, I mean, you get, you get a bunch of them. And, yeah, um, it's still good. Dude, it, yeah, it's just really... It's interesting. So, I don't know... <laughs> So this movie is called Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania and we haven't talked about Ant-Man or Wasp yet. <laughs> well, I think it's it, like that just goes to show like the impression though that Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Majors leaves on the yeah. screen when he's there. Um, so looking at your photo, your picture reminds me the Kang, the, the standard Kang suit or outfit in the comics is kind of, kind of ridiculous, kind of has that like over the top thing. But I thought they pulled it off. Like looking at looking at the the picture you used there, I think they did a good job of mm -hmm. using that like sort of green and I don't know if it's blue or purple, but because I'm colored. Yeah, I was surprised. But I didn't I, think it was gonna. I, I didn't. It didn't bother me the way I thought it might. Yeah, I thought it would. I'm trying to see if I have that, because I have a. And I thought it was interesting the way like you get the scars on on Jonathan Major's face for the that that look of Kang that always had those sort of stripes or scars or I, as far as I know, I think that it's been, it's never been uh well, I should say I've never encountered a book that explained what that was about. Yeah. Here. I knew, I knew there was a copy of it in there somewhere, but like, Oh yeah. Right. Right. It's the council of Kings, by the way, first appearance right there. But okay. um, yeah, look at, just yeah yeah try to get out of the way like in the comics it's kind of like eh, but on screen it, it's better than in the comic actually it's mm -hmm. it's that great combination of a true to the comic look but even but improved upon yes on the screen true to the comic look but in, but improved upon for sure that's a great way to put it yeah and uh you know they did a great job so Kang, Jonathan Majors is Kang, like 10 out of 10, right? Yeah, for Easily. Sure. Like that was that was just such a win. Everybody else, though, Paul Rudd as so there's a significant difference between Paul Rudd's humor and the humor of Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania that came out and what was in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Right. In Thor Love and Thunder, it was just campy and you had a 
it was tough to swallow at times right um but paul rudd has this natural kind of affability to him yes right um and easy like kind of that self self-deprecating like, yeah but not to the point of you're just like oh god but to the right. you're like yeah that's totally i get that like yeah a little bit a little bit of doofus in him but not so for much sure that, but not so much that you're like again like you said like oh come on and and the thing is like it's is, an endearing amount of doofus yes it's, it's absolutely an endearing amount of doofus yeah and the thing about that is for me is if you've ever read any of the ant-man comics with scott lang's character as ant-man he that's kind of who he is right it's yeah. it's a believable like paul rudd is very believable as the scott lang version of ant-man right he would never work as hank pym no not at all but he's perfect as scott lang i think yeah absolutely and then we got to see uh cassie yeah and I liked what they did with that character. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. And whether there eventually is a young Avengers or, you know, that that goes somewhere that she teams up with some of the other teens or not. I liked it. I like how they, it kind of made sense to me. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been hanging out with grandpa and doing this thing. And, uh, yeah. And we're, you know, she's smart and she's, they're figuring it out. And, oh yeah, by the way, we did this terribly dangerous thing together. Like that's so comic booky. It's great. Mm hmm. And uh, and Evangeline Lilly, I, I I did feel like she was almost a little bit too quiet in the movie at times. Yeah, she was a little sidelined. I would have, yeah, especially for a movie that's called Ant Man and Wasp. And Wasp she, Wasp, yeah. she didn't quite have enough to do. Yeah, I felt like she. Yeah. She's unless oh i just thought of this unless the wasp in the title is secretly referring to janet <laughs> which is it, possible but i don't think that's that's i don't what think the that's intention the intention was. either but yeah. but we kind of got more from janet we certainly got more from janet yes michelle pfeiffer had a lot to do with it and yeah. uh and she looked great and for sure yeah for yeah. sure uh michael douglas was douglas was fun he um he has also made it clear like the only way he's coming back for another one is if they kill him, oh, <laughs> kill really? him off. Okay. Yeah. He has a, I, I like to refer to that as the Harrison Ford moment in <laughs> sequels, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll come back, but you got to kill me. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to come back anymore. Uh, so, I mean, just overall, the cast, everybody that, that was in the movie, I thought did a great job. Um, you know, and, and I felt like the story moved along at a good pace. Right. I agree. And I've heard even from some of our friends that are comic book people talk about that sort of the fatigue and they didn't really enjoy it very much. And, you know, that's their right, obviously. But I don't I don't know. I just don't, I thought it was fun. Yes. And, and I keep hearing, oh, it looked terrible. And I don't get that either. Like, I thought it was a inventive kind of, you know, you're in this you're in this new realm. You can do whatever you want with it. There's sort of a almost a star wars vibe to yeah. the, especially the like when they first enter the quantum realm and you're encountering all these different creatures and and settings i thought that was fun i think i think where that comes into play and i i had this thought too is that if i look back if i look back at star wars right and to your to your point if i look back at star wars uh they did anything with it but they also used like 
real world spots on earth to film so yeah it had the realism right this was this was very much like and i think this is probably where some of the fatigue comes in is it it was a cgi driven movie yeah so was basically thor love and thunder so was doctor strange and the multiverse of madness right um wakanda forever had obviously it's cgi stuff as well but like not as as pervasive sure much more grounded in real in a real much more grounded in real and so (laughs) just funny to say about a movie that was half underwater but yeah but so for me i think on that end like as i i kind of went through the same thought process of it's like with star wars you can do anything you want and i thought about it i was like well with star wars like they built sets right sure um and if you think about like the beginning of marvel think about and we'll just go to we'll go to iron man we'll leave blade out though i think that's a tragedy to not include blade uh because wesley snipes and that you know the first blade movie like really brought the idea that you could make it a marvel superhero movie sure to the forefront but i digress um with Iron Man, if you think about Iron Man, right, and the special effects and the way that it was done back then, they did a really nice job of blending it with real world settings and sets. Yes. yes. Right. Now we're getting like a, a video game mm. with human beings inserted. That's In funny. that, yeah. And there, but there's no other way to do what they're doing. Right. Right. You can't be like, hey, guys, so this is we're going to make the most expensive movie ever made because we're going to make a space station <laughs> um, out in space yeah. and go ahead and film in the space station. OK, right. Um, no. And, and it's not like Avatar Way of Water, which, again, CGI fest. Sure. But right. Jungles are believable water is something that's a known property um you know so you so you had that piece this is look at the background yeah like Completely. where where does that all come from right that is 100 percent. right there might be some some pieces that they they built but i mean i'll bet you all those characters running away from jonathan majors in the background are all computer generated right and the level of CGI, I think, is what is is probably adding the to the fatigue. But like we talked about, you can't do it without it. Correct. Yeah, you can't tell the story in any other way. Mm-mm. Because like 90% of it happens in the quantum mania, quantum realm. Hence the name, quantum mania. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another critique I've, I've run into is, well, gosh, how many times are I going to say, oh, I just want to get home, I just want to get home. Like, it sounds like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And here's my thing about that. When you think about these characters, they're finally together. These these five characters, right? Hank and Janet and, uh, and, and Scott and Hope and now Cassie. Mm-hmm. Their history in the MCU is that they've been alone for long stretches of their life where they've been trapped without each other. Right? right. Janet with... They're kept saying like 30 years in the quantum realm. 
so Hank was without Janet. Uh, Hope and Janet are are separated. I can't honestly remember exactly what was like Hope and Hank's relationship during that time. It must have been okay. Mm-hmm. They had each other, but you know, Scott has talked about how he's been in in jail like a couple of times, two or three times. So he's been away from Cassie, and then he's, you know, when everybody gets blipped out, gets snapped out, he's stuck in the quantum realm. So the quantum realm. You know, he misses a huge chunk of Cassie's life. Right. So the, all five of them have had moments where they've been separated from the people they love. And so I think to me, when they're saying like, Oh, they want to be home. What they mean is they just like, they don't mean the building where they live. Right. They just mean being together. Mm. Yeah. So they finally had that moment where they're together and all of a sudden it gets ripped apart again. Yeah. And that's a, to me, that's a very believable motivation given the given who these characters are yes yeah i i think so and and <laughs> i would challenge anybody who's who's saying that like what do you think you're gonna say if you got dropped into the middle of like a scary situation far away from friends and family and in any kind of anything that you found was normal, you know, you're going to be like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, that's it. I just want to find my family and be together and be home. Guys in the, in the military, like, you know, that was a, that was a common theme. You hear people talk about like their story of, of, you know, in Vietnam, like, or any, any major conflict where they're dropped somewhere. Like, Look, man, I just want to go home. Yeah. I just want to do whatever we have to do to get out of here. And I just want to go home. Yeah. Right. Um, so like I, I don't understand that, but I mean, in all fairness, like this is what it is. People are gonna have their opinions sure. and their yeah. thought, and you're and you're welcome to them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, don't agree, and that's okay. I don't think you're a bad person. <laughs> it's too much of that I that. there's too much of that anymore like i don't agree with yeah. you and that makes you a bad person yeah. no it just means you disagree yeah right you can think whatever you want and there are people who don't like this movie and that's okay you don't have to like it and i understand the fatigue from marvel movies i felt it um you know like i didn't really feel the need to rush out and see most of the superhero movies in the last year like normally i'm like well like you and i talked about we went and saw avengers uh infinity war we were there at four o'clock in the morning end game but yeah right end game yes. yeah end game yeah. we were there at four o'clock in the morning like psychos yeah. right right with all the other psychos in the right. room right? yeah i mean that's and a whole different back. thing like that's i think that's part of the problem too though that not every movie can be end game Okay, that's fair. Because <laughs> one, he had 20-something movies building up to it, 2021 movies building up to it. It's the, you know, it's the big climax of that whole first story. Right. And everything since, like, it just can't all have that scope. And we're just not going to be that fully invested in every single movie since then. Like, they kind of you know, hold, hold Marvel to the highest standard that you want. And we do too. Like we want them to be good, Mm -hmm. but not every movie can have all those high 
emotional connections because there's just not that same time and energy put into all the all the new characters and to me i feel like for sure marvel like went for kind of a big swing to in this phase four like they're like we're going to try some stuff Mm -hmm. and it's not just going to be the all these same characters that you're comfortable with yeah like kind of to your point at the beginning we're going to expand the universe so much and you're going to meet all these new places and people and situations and i get it that not every not everybody's going to love them and not every movie's been been great and i don't think this movie's great i think it's good i don't think it's great but it's it's yeah. good and it's fun i thought it was fun i had fun watching it it was entertaining yeah i thought it, i thought it was you know I thought it was I, funny yeah i thought it was funny i thought it had some heart to it I didn't think it was perfect, but it, it kind of goes into that like Black Adam experience for me. Yeah. Right. I, I wasn't going in expecting like an Oscar level movie. I went yeah. in like just thinking, okay, well, let's just check it out. And I was happy. Like I was happy that I did. I didn't feel like I wasted my, my time. I I thought this is fun. It was a good time. I had that same thought process going in to see the first Iron Man. Granted, I was blown away by the first Iron Man. I was like, Robert Downey Jr. is hands down like Tony Stark in the flesh. For sure. Like the whole thing, you know, uh, we talked about the first Captain America movie was the weakest out of all of them. It was still good. Yeah. That's the one Marvel franchise that I think like didn't drop a turd. Mm, The Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just didn't drop a turd. And, you know, I, I... for whatever reason, like they just managed to do good throughout um, the cap stories. I I don't know if if I don't know if I'd go so far as to say some of those are turds. I just I think there's still some good fun stuff in Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two you, was a turd. Uh, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like I watched it. I probably watched it three times. Yeah. But Whiplash, like. They were still finding their way with that one for sure. Like that was not yeah. a great representation. And they made they, they, they did a good comeback with, you know, two or three, I mean. Yeah, I'm I agree. Three. I know the people don't better. like three, but I, I thought three was good. I thought three was good. Um, you know, it's so not everyone is gonna be a, a like we said, not everyone's gonna be a home run. Not everyone's gonna have that that deep connection. And uh Spider Man with Tom Holland hasn't dropped a turd yet either. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Two's the weakest link of the three, I think, but it's still good. Still good. Yeah. Dude, still good. Right. Um and three's phenomenal. No way home. Yeah, three's so good. That's and that's the upper epil- epil- And I think I think on, I think. If you look look at the movie that follow one, one that has that level of emotional impact, like that no way home did or end game or something like that anything that follows that movie for a while is is going to be unfairly judged against that sure. right and and multiverse of madness like we talked about was a big swing by marvel and sam raimi totally different off the wall bonkers feel right and it was cool in its own way um you know thor and love and thunder we talked about is like the not great yeah, just breaks my heart because that should have been such a good movie. It's such a tremendous storyline in the in the books. 
Yes, but they took too many liberties to try and cram it into a movie. It, right. it just it just didn't win. Um, and then Wakanda Forever, right? Like we talked about, I I thought Black Adam was more fun, but I thought from a you know like kind of quality level of film, like Wakanda yeah. Forever is is was more emotionally intense and for sure um, grounded. And this, there wasn't. You know, there wasn't that like emotional roller coaster. It was just like there's some lighter moments, there's some intense. Like it yeah. was, it was a, a fun, goofy action movie with a whole boatload of special effects from beginning to end. That is the first entry into this phase that is setting up so much more. Right, and you can see that Kang will make a a formidable villain. For yes. this phase, yeah. But presumably, he's right. going to be the big, the super big bad for this. Yeah, for through this, this entire phase. phase yeah, from, from and, what I understand, and he can pull it off. Yes. Yeah. So I will know. say there was one thing before we wrap up. I will say there's one thing that it's very comic booky, but it's still sort of frustrating. Like you know, in in the books, sometimes heroes or villains will their power level will fluctuate to sort of meet the needs of the story. Yes. Right? Like, sometimes Thor can fly into the sun and live there for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like, four random humans can beat him up. <laughs> like, and there's some of that here with Kang, I thought. Like, I wasn't really sure what his power set was or is. And there's the, you know, where he's got Scott and Cassie in the in the prison thing. He can manipulate. He's manipulating the gravity or something. And, you know, he's he seems omnipotent and then a 30 minutes later giant scott is more than he can more than he can handle he sends everybody else after him like why doesn't he just shoot scott down with his laser blast thingy or you know like I, which is fine like again that's a very it's it's a very storied very uh comic booky thing to happen like that's how it goes i get it right. but, but it's it was more noticeable to me in that movie in that sense than maybe a lot of the other ones. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sorry. Um, all right. So to sum up. Yeah. Dave, what would you give the movie? Well, our, uh, our grading system, our patented trademarked coffee and caves, uh, grading system of overwhelmed, whelmed or underwhelmed does not leave a lot of room for nuance. Right. Um, so I'm going to give it an overwhelmed because I thought it was better than average. It's not, it's not just, it's better than whelmed. Now yeah, here's where I that agree. falls apart that like, you know, overwhelmed is also what we gave say Spider-Man no way home. And that's a much better movie than this one. So there's not a lot of room for, for, sure, for right? gradients in our, in our hey, can, system, but we can add some, we can always, yeah. it is our system. We can yeah. add... So this sort of underwhelmed minus, if you will, <laughs> Yeah, I would go, you know, underwhelmed minus. Like we can do like an, a minus or a plus system, right? Um, I I would say overwhelmed minus, right? Uh not like fully overwhelmed to your points, yeah. not on yeah. par with like no way home or something like that. But I I didn't think I thought it was above average. I, I yes. thought it was I found this to be more entertaining to me, right? on a pure entertainment level, hands down, than Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, Correct. 
I thought it had, I thought it had more heart to it than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. Right. Right. Um, It didn't, it didn't have the intensity level of Wakanda forever, but I mean, again, you're going up against something that has a lot of emotion to it because of Chadwick Boseman and and everything they they did around that. Um, So, but I, I would, yeah. And compared to expectations, like this movie is definitely overwhelming compared to compared to expectations. Because as you said, I went in with very little expectations. Just you know, entertain me. And uh, are you not entertained? I was. I was entertained. Yeah, to that point, right? And that brings up a good point, and we'll wrap up. um, Is that like temper expectations going into something? My dad always says, if you ever want to be disappointed have expectations <laughs> sure like that's it's just the way it is you know he, and he talks about that in like relationships and life in general like you know there's no faster way to be disappointed or upset about something than to have expectations about how you think it should be and that's man there's one thing about comic book culture and the people embedded in it fans right we have super high expectations for ever. super high expectations because we have an idea of how we think it should be look at right buddy bitching about james gunn's direction on dc we yeah. talked about that right yeah for i years think that's an important ago. distinction though between like you're allowed to have ex- expectations but like expectation that it will be the way i want it to be there you go right and that's that's where the expectation comes from yeah i want it to be this way yeah. And it doesn't meet that. If I go into a movie like this and I have like, I'm just like, I'm just going to check it out and see how it goes. Yeah. And I, and when I walked out, I was like, that was great. I had so it much fun. Entertaining. If I go in and fun. I'm like, I want it to be this and I want it to do this and I want it to yeah. do this. And my, I expect, you know, Kang to be like this, <clears throat> all of that. And it doesn't meet those marks. I'm going to walk out thinking that is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. But I didn't do that. Right. right. I did that with Justice League. Um <laughs> and Thor Love and Thunder. And Thor, I totally Thunder. did that with Thor Love and Thunder. I know you did, buddy. Like <sighs> you're you're a big Thor fan. I am well, especially not. that storyline, man. It's so good. I know. Anyway. I know. It's okay. It's time to start getting over it. By the way, just to throw it out there because it's the background on my screen before we leave. Uh two things. Invincible season two is coming next month. Is that right? I had not heard that. I believe oh, next I month. I think it was, yeah, March next month. Um or May. It's Sweet. a M. It's one of those M, M one of those M months. And something random is that they're talking about doing a live action invincible movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I had not heard that. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I just read that yesterday. Uh, because Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, to play Omni Man? No. Dude, they're talking about they think he's voicing Grand Admiral Throg in oh. uh invincible season two okay okay but then they, they kind of talked about as well like could he be because there was a picture of him on social media with compendium two and three from invincible okay like kind of with his arms resting on it and so all of course that kicks off speculation but everybody yeah. thinks well he, he's probably going to be grand emerald throg okay uh, our okay. grand regent grand regent throg yeah and uh, then there was like, but he could be a really good Omni Man. Yeah, he I agree with that. Like yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's solid. He is. Uh, anyway, so that's my tangent. Well, that's far afield, but yeah. 
All right. Oh, so uh, you gave it a, an overwhelmed as well? Yeah, overall minus. Overall minus, yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, folks, let us know what you thought. Like, if you didn't like it, let us know. If you liked it, let us know. Well, we love hearing from you. Give us a review. Yes. I guess in social, coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. Uh, give us a review. Drop your five-star review. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Like, if you want to do it on YouTube, that's fine. Go to Instagram. Let us know. Tag a friend. And in two weeks, like I said, we're going to uh, pick a winner and give away a Coffee and Cape Shop exclusive. So you're going to get a full dress art, or sorry, full art cover of Draculina Blood Simple Number 1 by David Sanchez and a little coffee as well. So I'm enjoying some, uh, some someone is brewing the coffee, our Italian roast this morning. It's oh, I've got Respawn. Mm. I have Respawn it's today. Very good. Yeah, Respawn's good as well. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Until then, true believers, bye. Bye, Kevin Costner.